0: Welcome to the Bobcast. Uh, Today's Bobcast.com. I'm Dean Arnold, the host of the Bobcast, and this is Bob LaBelle, the um, star of the Bobcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's scary. And we are. Uh, uh, this is our second episode. First one, if you count the uh, the one we did before, as just completely getting our. Uh, uh, toes dipped in the water and figuring out what we're doing but uh this is uh this is a time for us to uh reflect on all things Bob uh and uh go down memory lane, talk about what's going on in the future, uh having a lot of fun um, and uh, uh what were some of the names we talked about last week? Let's talk Bob. let's talk Bob. We looked at that. Uh, and, uh, let's talk, Bob. Let's talk, Bob. Or let's talk about Bob. Um, and we talked about, uh, what was, there was one other nominee, I think, a nominee that I think we entertained, but, uh, oh, the Bob LaBelle show. Um, uh, one of the problems was LaBelle was hard to spell. Uh, people think about Patty LaBelle. There's, uh, LaBelle this, LaBelle that. So, um, but it's not all about the domain name, um, but that's part of it. But um, right now, uh, we're almost confirmed. We haven't put a stake in the ground, although we did buy the domain today's Bobcast. But we're right now, we're looking at Bobcast because it's so darn easy to say. And in one 2 syllable word, we uh, pretty much sum up what it is we're doing. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, maybe you should tell Bob... In 30 seconds, maybe you ought to tell everybody who I am.
1: Dean Arnold. (laughs) Thank you. That would be you. (laughs) I did that in less than two seconds. (laughs) Very good. Dean Arnold is on our board of directors of Partners for Christian Media, part of the founding board from 1995 when we went on the air, and is also the creative director of... uh, Ministry effort that we've started seven years ago called Come On Let's Go.
0: Thank you. Um, now, 1995, we went on the air, but it, it, were, were we, was the board of directors formed, and were we uh, talking about the station the year before that? So, yes. 1994? 1994. Even 93, or do you think it was 94?
1: Well, that's a good question.
0: The Dean's List and all that? Was that yeah. 93 or 94?
1: That was probably ninety-three. Ninety three? Could've went back as far as ninety-two. 92. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's a that's another story for another day. Um but
1: and I forgot to manch- yeah. mention uh, author, public speaker.
0: Oh, well thank you. Yes. World renowned author. Yes. Uh Amazon.com, Dean W. Arnold. You can order lots of books from there. Um okay, uh, Just real quick, we mentioned this last week, but I want to mention it again, see what numbers you can come up with, Bob. But we had a really banner week last week. Uh, uh, Do you remember some of the numbers we concluded on yesterday in that meeting we had?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, Thousands.
0: (laughs) 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 I think it was more like 200 and some thousand total. 100,000 views in one day. Yep. So on Martin Luther King Day, we had 100,000 views for Come On, Let's Go. Come On, Let's Go has been a video-centric ministry, uh, gospel via Internet, uh, intriguing things. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, one of our videos, uh, Herb, uh, I joined the Black Panthers in order to kill some white people. Uh, That blew up uh, one of our first kind of viral videos. Um, And Herb's a great Christian, uh, Christian brother of ours. We love him. Uh, but on Martin Luther King Day, we promoted it, and for about a cent of you, we got 100,000 views. Um, we also got um, we got 80,000 views of his and 20,000 of Laura Gilbert's, which was another timely story. Uh, hers is uh, 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 gained Dignity After an Abortion, um, and that's the story of her child that she aborted who uh, she recognized at the National Memorial of the Unborn. Um, Put in his name and plaque on the wall and her wonderful story of finding forgiveness in Jesus Christ, um, but also finding purpose in his life. Uh, And that ran the same week as Roe v. Wade week, uh, where they have the big uh, march in Washington, D.C., and that blew up as well. Got 20,000 views, so we got 100,000 views in one day, and probably for the week, um, maybe 150, 200,000. Yeah, it was actually uh closer to two forty, I
1: think, for all three, wasn't it?
0: Was it okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah, two hundred and forty thousand for all three of the videos. The third one being Anthony or Mitch. Anthony. Yeah, if you go to come on let's go's uh YouTube page, you'll also be able to you'll see all these videos as well as Anthony Greaves video, which is awesome. He was part of a uh acid punk rock band called Pop Evil. Thank yes, goodness I Pop remembered Evil. that, gosh, Lee. Yep. Uh, Pop Evil, and uh, he was a wild, crazy guitar player. Uh, and I love this story. Uh, um, spoiler alert, but he's this acid rock guitar player with long pink hair. Doesn't wear shirts, got tattoos everywhere. Anyway, his uh, there's this pastor in town whose daughter really wanted to go see this boy band i forget who they were and her father wouldn't let her go and fi- finally he says i'll go but i i mean i'll take i'll let you go but i'm going with you so he takes her and her two friends or something to this uh boy band well pop evil is the is on stage what do you call it the warm-up band yep uh and so they're playing and it's so bad the pastor father says we got to go sorry we can't we're not we're not staying for this so as they're leaving the holy spirit speaks to this pastor and says uh, i died for people like that or or i've died for that guy or something and um <clears throat> and so uh he says you really want me to go talk to this kid and he's like yeah so the pastor goes backstage later or something and Finds Anthony and says, uh, "I'll just be honest with you. I'm a preacher, and I want to talk to you about Jesus. Is that okay?" And he's like, "Sure, why not, man?" <laughs> <laughs> so he tells him about Jesus. Power of the gospel hits the foolishness of the gospel and uh, foolishness of the cross, and uh, he finds Christ and and now he's a uh, he's a minister himself, and uh, it's an awesome story. Anyway, that one has got that one's gotten twenty some thousand views already too. So, uh, yeah, fantastic week. Praise the Lord. We talked about this on the last podcast but it, it's so monumental for us it's worth talking about again so just want to mention anything you want to say about the big numbers
1: no we've been waiting for some time to see this kind of movement and i think it's a combination of of really great uh, production and also a team knowing how to get them out on the right day with the right keywords. so it all came together beautifully and uh we're fishing for men, using great stories.
0: Ooh, what a transition, because that's the topic of the day. Um, so, yeah, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, fishing for men. Um, and i got a two-part question for you. Start by talking about how that, Verse, I will make you fishers of men seems to be a kind of one of your life verses and you use it a lot and talk about that in relation to the founding of the station and that sort of thing. But then also uh, let's talk a little bit about how um, the fishing analogy was kind of central for you in terms of the formation of come on, let's go and what we're doing.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, back in 92 or three, when we uh, were Forming the Ministry of Partners for Christian Media, a foundational verse that we actually put on our wall was Matthew 4.19, where Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And the uh, way that applies to Christian radio is the contemporary sound of uh, contemporary Christian music uh, brought many youth to want to turn into our channel and young people and young adults. And uh, that's a big part. People thought that I was just a big fan of Christian music, and that's why I uh, wanted to start Partners for Christian Media and J103. But the truth was it was to reach others and to reach out to uh, our generation through the power of music. And so that's the application there. And uh, when it came down to... uh, just back seven, eight years ago when God started laying on my heart the uh, vision for Come On, Let's Go, that Matthew 4.19 kept uh, challenging me and, and I, I wanted to say bothering me, but it really did. Every morning I'd wake up and that verse would be in my head, Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And I sensed that God was uh, after us as a ministry to do more and we had had some statistics that about 30% of our audience on J-103 were non-Christians or didn't claim to be born again. And another stat said right around 30 or 33% were unchurched. And so we knew we were reaching some non-Christians on uh, using Christian radio, which the average person probably wouldn't think of. they think we are more preaching to the choir. But the Lord was was prompting me and encouraging me and dealing with me about increasing that drastically by reaching out to uh, non-Christians via all sources of media. And so I was like, what are you trying to tell me? And uh, I kept thinking about something we told people when we were selling uh, commercial time on radio, and that was that through media, businesses create top-of-mind awareness. And there was figures of somewhere between 98 and 99% of all Americans have been reached with Nike or with uh, Apple or Ford trucks or whatever, whoever the advertiser is. And the Lord was just dealing with me that through the use of media and the power of advertising that we can reach everybody. And uh, I don't want to get ahead of, uh, of, of ourselves here, but this is when we met Mary, one of our interns that told us that she was raised right here in Chattanooga and never heard the gospel. And uh, there was a young lady I met in Starbucks that said the exact same thing, said, yeah, I was here, I was 18 or 19 and on the weekends when it was church time. We were not at church, we were out on the lake, or we were doing things with the family, and through push buttons on the radio and remotes for the TV, we miss the gospel altogether. Never heard it. And so I'm hearing these things from Mary and this other girl that they're missing the gospel in the heart of the Bible belt. They're not hearing. And God's dealing with me that, you know what, Nike's getting everybody to hear, and Ford is getting everybody to
0: hear. Why can't we with the gospel? Just do it. Uh, We've heard it. You know a thousand times and uh and and when we when it comes on our screen again we don't go oh i've heard that you know you just understand that it's a, it's a message that you're going to hear again and again and that's okay um real quick on the mary thing uh so mary has a pretty funny story in the sense that uh someone shared most of the gospel with her um uh, and then a little later on, she was having a conversation with some Christian people, and and they were saying, "Yeah, you know, you know, Jesus, this, this, and that, and when he comes back, man, it's going to be great." And there was a pause, and she's like, "He's coming back?" <laughs> she yeah. had not heard that part of the story. Great story. Um, so I mean, so Bob is right. There there is an actual uh, genuine ignorance of not even knowing the basic story. That uh. I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna take a note, Bob. Uh I'll have to use your pen. Um uh stories, uh cultural myth, Star Wars, etc. That would be a really good topic for us to talk to, talk about because uh the gospel, uh, and the Bible has always been the, the cultural myth for most of Western civilization for a thousand years. Um, and uh that's changing if if it hasn't already changed it's probably already changed for people 30 below maybe 40 below um but the new cultural myths are star wars lord of the rings wizard of oz uh <clears throat> there's some other nominees I'll have to think through but uh we we actually don't have you know it it i mean just jesus christ came to earth was born in a manger uh Walked the earth, taught, healed people. Uh, ro- uh, was killed as a just man, rose from the dead. Was was crucified and died, rose from the dead, uh, flew up into heaven. It's coming back at some point in time. That was the cultural myth, and everybody knew the story. And everybody doesn't know the story now. Um, and there is power in telling that simple story. My uh, brief diversion. My dad. Uh, and my mother both were saved through Campus Crusade for Christ at UCLA. They were in the very first group with, like, 40 kids. And uh, and Bill Bright back then had this little thing, a little pamphlet or whatever, called the Four Spiritual Laws. And uh, But the guy would say the same darn thing everywhere he went and every person he met. Let me tell you about the Four Spiritual Laws. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, too. A uh, man is a sinner and is... Separated from God. But he would go through the thing and, you know, broken record. I mean, it's like, come on, dude. But there's power in the gospel. That message changes lives. And he believed that and by golly, God honored it, because more people have probably gotten saved through that ministry than any other. So um Isn't that amazing. Yeah. So that uh that's in relation to what you're saying. You just felt this need to share the gospel. So Let's fast forward a little bit because we can talk about that again and again in various podcasts in the future. But let's fast forward to um, how we got to um, uh, intentional avoidance. Tell us what that is and how that came about.
1: Yeah, well, Hollywood. Uh, back to Mary for a moment. Mary had said that. Yeah. Hi, Mary. Yeah, Mary Mary had said that in her testimony that you have to be stupid. She said, I was taught that you had to be stupid to be a Christian. And so uh, if you think about it, Hollywood and uh, even the uh, music industry, but our school system and our universities teach that Christianity is passe. It's uh, it's. Uh, Christians are bigots, they are uh, homophobes, they're judgmental, they're narrow-minded, they're idiots, they're non-scientific, and they make us out to be stupid. And so the average American nowadays, the young Americans, don't even think Christianity has their answer. Like, why would I want to do that? So... If you do blatant Christian programming on television, on radio, uh, even publicly in church, there's a lot of young people that won't attend a church, won't go to uh, Christian radio, won't watch Christian TV because they don't feel it has their answer. So that's where we came up with the term intentional avoidance. They'll avoid the gospel at any cost. And so... I have this picture in my mind since we're talking fishing for men that you drop bait in the water and the fish see it and they go, uh uh-uh, you're not catching me with that. I'm not biting that. And they swim away from it. And so that's.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's talk it's. about the analogy a little bit more. I mean, you've, you've in the past talked about, it, you know, like a tackle box. I mean, you got all sorts of crazy lures. You got worms. You got uh, live bait. And then some uh, some fish are caught in nets as opposed to with the hook strategy, um, you know. So there's all sorts of things, and and different fish bite on different things, and they they can't, you know. And we hide the hook. We you know we hide the hook by you know inside the worm. You know, hair co- covers the hook on the fish so that you can't see it. Um, so it's you, you know you, you know the, so there's a Jesus says be fishers of men, there's a sense in where we have to sort of be intriguing. We have to be coy. Uh and and you've used those analogies. Um and we're doing that. Now here's a question. I got an angle for you on this. Notice That's the pun. pun. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you caught that. Um the uh, uh what if someone were to charge you with, Oh, you're being sneaky, you're you're not really being honest, you're you're doing yeah. a bait and switch mm-hmm. um, on, uh, on people. Uh, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, the Bible tells us to be, as Christians, to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. And so I think it just makes good sense. When you get in a boat and go down an inlet and you're going fishing, you don't take a bullhorn and start screaming in it that you're coming after the fish. We're coming after you in the name of Jesus! And uh, those fish will scatter. In fact, if you go around where people are fishing, it's a rule of etiquette that everybody stays fairly quiet while that gentleman's standing on his boat casting out his his line. And so you have to be... um, intriguing, and uh, like you said, wrap the uh, that worm around the hook and uh, give them some subject matter that interests them. The fish is not going to bite something that doesn't interest him. If you put some bait he's not interested in, he's going to go the other direction. So if it's a worm or whatever it is, and so we've discovered that Uh, I guess we have close to 100 topics now on Come On, Let's Go, that we have a topic for everyone. So if your interest is finance or your interest is women or your interest is drug addiction or that maybe you're an atheist or an agnostic, we address those different interests, those different topics and dangle a carrot there that make uh, the person feel like, gee, I want to hear more about that. And early on, we did one that said, uh, uh, it was an atheist one, said atheist afterlife. And the young lady that shared her story on that uh, and her husband told us that uh, there were people that contacted her from that, that said, you know, I don't usually listen to Christian testimonies, but your caption and your story intrigued me. And I watched the whole thing and I want to meet with you at uh, they met him at Starbucks and wanted to talk over her conversion, and so they were really pleased how they were able to share their faith with other people, um, and it wasn't
0: yeah I mean straightforward yeah and the the answer to the question I think is is uh, ultimately it has to be in love I mean um, we can all think of situations where you know whether it's dealing with your children or you know even dating. Uh, you don't lay all your intentions out on the table, you know, at moment one because the person's not ready for that. Now, often like in a romance, you know, two months down the road, you know, it becomes clear that, you know, let's let's usually it's usually the guy, but it could be both ways. The guy had these intentions all along. Well, she wasn't ready for that, but two months later she's thrilled and she's in love with him and she doesn't, you know, she's not mad at him for being uh shrewd as a serpent, early on. Right. Uh, so it's all in love. So, And then r- what are his intentions? If his intentions are, you know, uh, carnal, uh, then, you know, you could, you could also say that's true. And if, if your intention in leading someone to Christ is to get into their wallet or just to have another notch on your belt because you ha- you're, have an ego trip and you're all about conforming everyone to your, into your own image, well, yeah, that could screw up your uh, um, uh, intriguingness strategy from the very beginning, but if your intentions are honorable and you love Jesus Christ and you know that he is life and there is no true life apart from Jesus Christ and you are finding an intriguing way to help those who, for some reason, have been brainwashed (coughs) uh, in an opposite way, and you uh, successfully are able to do that, or even unsuccessful, but when you're successfully able to expose them to the gospel and then come into a love relationship with Jesus Christ. It's all good. So it really, you know, it has to ultimately be based in love.
1: There you go. Years ago, Zig Ziglar, uh, said something. I was a sales trainer and he would teach that you had to, uh, um, th- that it was, um, the, the fine difference between a good salesman and a con man was motive. And that's what you're basically saying. Uh, you can be, you can persuade men and like, the apostles did and 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 be very persuasive and do everything in your power to persuade them and that's not a con game unless you were doing it for your own benefit for something that bob is going to benefit from but because we're really interested in them and have a love for them and really want to win them over all the persuasion and everything you have in you to persuade them is a good thing
0: Amen. Um, Loving all things, and I can testify that uh, I I fully believe that Bob's heart in in this movement that we're doing, and all the money that he's raised and will raise in it, that it's it's ultimately rooted in a love for these people that he has a burden for who are sitting on their couch or looking at their laptop or their um, handheld somewhere and are just empty. You know, they don't know Jesus Christ, and he has a burden for them. He wants that. He wants them to know Christ, so that's all good. (laughs) Let's see if I've got uh, a—oh, let's talk a little bit uh, about—maybe we'll wrap up with this. Um, So we have a new demographic this year for Come On, Let's Go. Last year we focused on Facebook, and because uh Facebook's largest demographic is females, middle-aged females basically, uh, that's where we uh, spend a lot of our creative work— and this year, 2020, where we've switched the demographic uh, to uh, males 25-35, which is a whole different beast. Um, and so, I just want to talk. I have a one little fishing analogy for that, or fishing tie-in, um, and that is that with the with the middle-aged females, you know, we would do things on Facebook, and we get a lot of comments like "Amen, Amen, wonderful, that's fantastic." Um, But we weren't really going uh, um, like in a controversial way. That's not really attractive necessarily to that demographic. But with this demographic, we'll be um, hmm, interesting. Um, uh, But with this demographic, we're going for uh, kind of these more high-charged testosterone-filled combatant kind of guys who we're not going to get much initial reaction. We're not going to get a lot of amens, 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 thank you, amen, amen. Uh, We're going to get a lot of nothing, but then we're going to get a lot of argumentation and we're going to get a lot of pushback. uh, And eventually, uh, hopefully, we're going to harpoon one or two of them and and we're going to see a changed life we're going to see some difference. And so I've made the analogy that Uh, with the first demographic it's more like fishing for bluegill you throw out all sorts of you know bread and corn all kind of stuff you bring to the surface and you catch a few but you get a bunch of them a bunch of little ones and this one we're kind of going marlin fishing we're we're out in the deep sea throwing the big huge rod and we're trying to nail that big huge 200 pound fish that uh is really hard to get uh but once you get them you got a great big meal so um that's uh it's just some more fish thought to close right. the podcast.
1: Right. And one of the first rules of fishing is when you want to fish, you go where the fish are. And so there's 300, uh, make that 30 million people that visit YouTube every single day. So that's a great place to yeah, because fish for, for those men.
0: Uh, if you missed the transition, um, YouTube is the main platform for this demographic as opposed to Facebook. And so, yeah. yes, so we're going to YouTube. We're making YouTube videos for them. We've got some stuff in the works that's pretty cool, so we're excited about it. I think I've got everything we need for this podcast. And you got anything else to say?
1: Well, let's just throw out one more stat to end, end the uh, discussion, and that is that our previous podcast, uh, statistic for how many people that who watch these stories that click on something else that they want to either connect with god a ministry or resource or another story there's a lot of those and in one uh campaign we came up with a figure at one out of 22 people that view the stories actually click on con- wanting to find out more
0: so, right the, the, there's very exciting there's the intriguing stage but then <clears throat> at some point uh some of these folks are going to be past the intriguing stage or needing to be intrigued or needing to be wooed. They've been sold. And once, they, once they've once they been sold, you've got to provide right out there, plain and simple, how do I give my life to Jesus Christ and how do I have a changed life? So we've got all the stuff in place where you can, if, you're, if your heart's so inclined and you're ready, you click, 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 and you are given the instructions. Absolutely. To, to give your life to Christ and become a new person in Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that's all exciting. Very much so. Um Your iPad has low battery, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I'm Dean Arnold, your host, uh, and Bob LaBelle is the star of today's Bobcast, and we've just (laughs) finished it today, and it's been a great time. Look forward to next week. Thanks.